Welcome to the Matea Murdo podcast, where we're delving into all things United Nations, the family, and politics. Let's go. Dedicating this entire podcast to the youth of the world, I love this generation, millennials, Gen Zers, whatever comes after Gen Z. I deeply love the youth. I love their passion. I love their boldness. But I also want to give a little bit of wisdom to my generation. Because though we are passionate about specific issues, we have to have wisdom because we can't just go and pick it on the streets about issues and have no corresponding credible action that we follow through on. And that's what I'm seeing a lot now in this talking point society that young people are being groomed to really just pay attention to the headlines. And we don't really delve deeper or seek out wisdom if we seek wisdom and, and pair that with the boldness and the passion that we have, we will be one of the strongest, if not the strongest generations for various issues, but it will also lean out society. And what I mean by that very simply is that it will bring balance because the we are so activated around issues that are external to ourselves, but we haven't really taken the time to delve into those issues and really see what we truly believe. And that's where wisdom comes into play. We get to, with wisdom, we flesh out those ideas and we pin them against other ideas. We pin them for myself, for believers, for Christians. We pin issues against the word of God. What does God have to say on the matter? And that brings balance to our external discourse, but also internal discourse with ourselves, Uh, whether it's on the issue of climate change, abortion, so-called LGBTQ2IA++, whatever, whatever rights, and the list goes on at nauseum. As a young person myself, growing up, I always sought to be around adults. And I, I don't mean that in a creepy way, I simply mean it is always a wise idea for you to have family friends. And I, what I mean by that is the parents, both sets of parents are friends, and their children come together as friends as well. I thought it was very healthy and I loved it, enjoyed it as a child growing up. It was very balanced. And all that to say, because of that, I always, there's multiple kids around, but I always wanted to be at the adult table. I always wanted to hear what the adults were talking about, what was really important in the world. And there was a time and place I was shooed away at different points in time from that table, but my parents, they wanted me there. I didn't understand everything they were talking about necessarily, but I had a good grasp of what is important on the adult level. And that's the, the simplistic way of putting it. But I always thought to be around adults more than my peers. And it's not that I, I despised my peers, I just didn't like the foolishness of what I saw my peers doing. And so in order to learn and develop and gain wisdom, I intentionally put myself in environments where I was only around adults and I could ask them questions. But even as a point for young people today, as I was talking about the passions that we have around specific issues, and we we have this ability now through our phones, through social media, through various avenues, 
we get to just share our opinions all the time, everywhere and anywhere, and hope somebody listens. And then we'll get those reactions, those likes, those shares on social media. And so we feel like we're on the right track. But in actuality, there has to be portions of time. And I take it, make it as a daily practice. And it's become just a habit now where I sit and I just listen. I do not speak unless I am asked a question because I love to hear others' perspectives on issues, others' perspectives on relationships, on global subjects, whatever it may be. I deeply value other people's input. And so there has to be points in time where you just sit and listen, you don't offer your opinions. And for this generation, I think that that would be an immense breakthrough for many of us if we just chose to sit and listen. Something else that is incredibly important is who you surround yourself with. You probably heard it from your parents before. You become who you hang around. And it's an absolute fact. As a child and as an adult, it doesn't change. There's been several studies put out there that even as an adult, based upon, I believe it's your closest three to five friends, that's going to determine your financial bracket. So how much money you're going to make. That's pretty impactful. But even as a child, it's even more so impactful because you're setting the foundation for character. Ever, ever too young to develop character. The sooner you start, the farther you'll be. And in a society now where everybody is trying to, <laughs> through social media, I believe it's one of the main proponents pushing people towards us, but everybody wants to top the other person. We all see everybody living their best lives online, but how do, how do people get to that point? A lot of it is fake and false, I understand that, but for those who are living out a wealthy, healthy lifestyle, how do they get there? Well, it's based upon character. It is all based upon character. And I put out this tweet not very long ago, just a day or so ago, and I all I said was spend more time building your character rather than trying to build your platform. It is key that if you want a platform, you have to develop character because character is what will sustain the platform that you inevitably will gain. So seek to develop your character and, and ask your parents how to do that for you. What are the things that the giftings, the abilities that are within you that they see and ask them how to cultivate them. And, and one of the best ways, regardless of who you are in the world, is by developing personal responsibility. And that's why so many young people are attracted to incredible figures like Jordan Peterson out of Canada. I love Mr. Peterson. I love what he does. It's incredible the things that he has spoken out. How he's been helping this generation is incredible. But one of the main things that he starts out with is cleaning up your room and the importance of that. But it's really not, it's not so that you get a, an applause from your parents it's so that you are building yourself up by making habits that are healthy because it's about cleaning your brain, really, at the end of the day. It's about creating habits. And that's what personal responsibility really is. It is creating habits for yourself. And especially in you, in your youth, you have this golden opportunity to make many mistakes. And I would just say this also for you that don't be, a, don't be scared of receiving correction from adults. I see correction, even to this day, as a point of advancement. Wow, somebody is investing correction into my life, and I thank God for that. 
I'm so grateful. I was spoiled with, I believe, the best parents on the planet. They wouldn't say that, but I'm saying that about them. And one of the reasons why I know that they are incredible parents is because I was able to bring everything to them. Did I bring everything to them? Nope. But there are things that I certainly should have brought to them. I always knew that I could talk with my parents. We were very, very open. We had dinner every night at the kitchen table. And we fleshed out ideas. We would sit in the living room and we would just talk as a family. And my parents fostered that environment. So that's a point for parents that you have to be very intentional in creating an atmosphere and environment for your children to approach you and to have that that relaxed home environment. But also, parents need to have the calmness, the kindness, and the patience with their children in order for kids to talk through ideas, to explain to them what happened throughout their day. And as a, as a young person, I, I hated it, to be honest, when my mom asked me about my day, because I'm like, I'm a kid, you did more interesting things, you paid bills, you were working with dad, da 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 da. I just went to school. And again, I was, I was a weird child because I personally didn't care what my peers were doing. I purposely stayed back from many a recess because I didn't want to be with them. I'd much rather be doing my schoolwork and not talking about who liked who or who did what or the latest gossip in the school because I just saw it as absolutely frivolous. But I would still bring forward things to my parents, especially, especially the relationship between fathers and daughters and sons and mothers. I think that we don't talk enough about the unique relationship that is formed in a young person's life and the necessity for the opposite sex parent to be with the opposite sex, chi sex child and how that actually helps children develop healthfully. That's for a completely different day, but don't take it as weird parents or, or for you youth. Don't take it as weird if you lean more on your father during a period of time in your youth or your mother. Take it as intuition, where you actually know instinctively that you need to be around your mom more or around your dad more. And draw upon your parents, truly seek with like that. If you want to seek wisdom, ask your parents questions. And that's something I think for youth that you can take the initiative on. Again, personal responsibility. You asking your parents questions instead of them always bringing things to you. You go to them. Ask them about their childhood. Ask them about how, what they learned the first couple of years of marriage. Ask them how they deal with finances. Ask them how they deal with the struggles of everyday life and how they cope. Things like that you can learn from. Ask them about their biggest mistakes and their biggest triumphs. There's so many questions that you can ask your parents and even your grandparents if you're closer with them as you get older in life. Just ask questions. And again, this is where it comes into play. You don't have to offer your opinion. Just sit there and listen. It's a huge, huge blessing to your life. And if you get that opportunity with your parents, most kids don't anymore because their parents are extremely busy. And it's so much better to go to a human being than to Google or to DuckDuckGo or anything on online. And when you go to your parents, when you seek out wisdom, you end up becoming an example to your peer group. And this is a point I believe for parents, don't force your kids into leadership positions. Just because you see leadership qualities, help them cultivate them, but don't, don't push them into roles in which they're not ready for necessarily. Quite often parents will see giftings in their children and force them into 
situations or hobbies or sports or whatever have you that they believe will cultivate that gift the most. And whilst those things are all good and, and sometimes children need to be pushed into those things, sometimes kids just need the quiet cultivation of a conversation with their parents about those gifts and to be presented with the opportunities that you as parents believe would be helpful to that child in developing character or personal responsibility or the giftings that God has placed within them to help them flourish later on in life. For example, my, my mom knew I was very, very musical and she wanted all of us kids to take piano lessons, but I hated piano. I absolutely hated piano. And I felt like I wasted so much time doing piano and it ended up helping me later when I went on to play violin and being in a symphony orchestra, but I ended up being okay with it. But my, for my brothers, they were clearly not musical. They want, wanted nothing to do with piano. But all that to say, if you see something in your child, seek to cultivate it through conversation first instead of throwing them into hobbies or sports or what have you. And this leads into young people, whatever you do, don't waste time on frivolous things, whether that's relationships, whether that's spending your money frivolously, whether that is on ridiculous hobbies or just scrolling on your phone. Look at your phone and social media as a mere tool. It's not a point of trying to communicate your life to everybody. Everybody doesn't need to know what you're doing at every point in time. And some of the most successful people are not even on social media. Some of them don't even have a phone. Some of them still use a notepad, a pen and paper in order to run their immense businesses. To be successful doesn't mean that you are like the Kardashians or some celebrity that you look up to because they have a large social media following means nothing. I know people who have anywhere between 800,000 followers on Twitter to a million plus and they're absolutely broke, but they have influence and that's about it. They can't support their family. They can't do anything in life. They can't travel. They can't do anything because they waste their time and their money on frivolous pursuits. If you start looking at your youth, at this unique period of time as a gift to be utilized, not a time to mindlessly slip past, your youth can be used to build a foundation. And I would encourage you, seek your parents' help in building that foundation. Lean into their wisdom. Lean into their stories and, and everything that they've walked through, their experiences, in order to be the best you can be. You get this opportunity to make mistakes, like I said before. So take those chances. Take those risks and bring your parents into everything. Because there's safety when you have parents' wisdom involved. And all of that, talking about frivolous things, like I said, relationships... Seriously, you guys, I've mentored and talked to too many young people, guys and girls, who have wasted so much time, emotions and energy, even money on romantic relationships when you can't even get married. What is the point? The, the Bible says not to stir up love before it's time. And you're just putting yourself into positions and situations. That, I mean, I think that's why the, the term situationship has arisen. Because so many young people have desired relationships, but there's not the maturity or the character developed in order to maintain those relationships. And again, if you're having feelings for somebody, this is just really, really basic, you guys. But go to your parents with it. Ask them how to deal with those emotions. I just heard a story of a neighbor who 
has a nine-year-old daughter and she's dating someone in her school. And it, no matter how many times I hear these stories, it still shocks me because it's not on the child, it's actually on the parent. So instead of seeking a romantic relationship, again, I'm gonna always point back to developing your character because that will carry you through so that you are prepared and ready for a romantic relationship and then marriage when you are of age. So spare yourself and spare other people from A, messing up or having regrets later on in life because of not keeping yourself pure until marriage. And that's something that I've actually noticed with a lot of the data and stats coming out is that a lot of young people are choosing not to have sex before marriage. And I applaud you. Personally, that has been my story and I'm going to keep it that way until such a time as my man comes into my life. But I'm 27 right here and right now, so I can tell you that it is indeed possible to stay pure until such a time as you get married. And it is so worth it, you guys. I have so many friends and colleagues who are emotionally distraught and they have deep wounds and even sadness and sorrow because they chose at a young age to be sexually active. And that's why I wanted to tell you to not waste time on those romantic relationships until such a time as you can indeed get married. There's one sadness that I hate to see the most. It is the broken heart. And there's a lot of restoration that has to happen when there's brokenness. I don't want to see any anyone else go through that and experience that pain of a lost relationship or be or the regret of being sexually active in a relationship where there was no absolute commitment, which marriage brings. So prepare yourself now for marriage and seek to be pure. Both and to be pure is not just to physically be a virgin. To be a pure is to have a pure heart and a pure mind, have pure motives. And I guess I can end on this note with regards to this subject. Keep far away from pornography, you guys. You can see it in people's eyes. You can see it in their faces. And there's actually, there's actually a great article by Evie Magazine. I love, love, love that publication. And they showed the difference between a guy who was watching and the same guy who stopped watching porn. And there is a literal physical difference in his appearance and it's it is indeed possible to quit pornography and it's not just possible it is of absolute necessity you cannot fill the a void in your heart with a really poorly done example of the most intimate and beautiful action that two people have between one another and should only be between one another in marriage i won't go into all of the specifics but the one thing that a lot of young people are being told in their schools is that pornography can be used in an ethical way and that masturbation and pornography not only can it be ethical but that it can also be a stress reliever and help reduce anxiety and all these different things that young people are currently dealing with and, and I mean depression suicidal thoughts all those things but the fact of the matter is is that pornography and masturbation indeed creates a negative feedback loop in the brain but when you have sex with a human being, more so in a, in a marriage relationship, where there's absolute commitment and the safety that comes with that, when you have sex that way, that negative feedback loop isn't created. It's actually a positive neurological connection in the brain that occurs. So pornography is neither healthy nor is it ethical. Pornography can never be ethical. The exploitation, it's always occurring and it's, it's, it's a touchy subject because so many young people, it's not even young people, even people in established, well-established relationships are watching porn. And it, it is a huge subject 
that I hope that I get to interview a couple people on in the near future. But it's a touchy subject because so many people are dealing with loneliness in life. And the final point here is this. For a generation that is doped up, hooking up, depressed, full of anxiety, over-medicated, and the list goes on and on. I want you to know that voids are mere symptoms of a lack of godliness in our society, but that godliness comes from a personal relationship with Jesus. And in your youth, you have ample time. I haven't spoken about this publicly, but I personally submitted myself to eating disorders for the majority of my life. And praise God, for several years, I've been clean and free and good. Praise God. But I know what addiction does. I absolutely know what it does to how we look at ourselves, how we talk about ourselves, how we look at the world, how we look at our peers, how we talk to our parents, everything, even the direction of our lives. We start making decisions and choices based upon the addiction we have submitted ourselves to. We are not actually, and this is something else, we're not a victim to addiction because we chose to have that addiction regardless of what it is. But that addiction, I used mine as a coping mechanism for several years because of how high stress, the high stress situations I was in, the hustle lifestyle I was living, and it was the one area that I had absolute control in. Instead of allowing the Lord to come in and heal my heart, and instead of allowing the Lord to, to, to help me flourish in those situations, instead of living with this high performance mentality that I had to be perfect, I chose to harm the body that God created and gave me to steward well instead of choosing to let him come in and be my peace. And that's one regret that I have is that I didn't I I knew so much about the Lord when I was young. I read my Bible, I prayed, I worshiped. I could I cried when I couldn't go to revival meetings. But I didn't understand that the Lord is my peace, that Jesus is peace, and that leaning on him is in having a relationship with him. That is where the greatest peace comes from. And when I realized that the addiction left, when I realized that I started to carry myself different, when I realized that my life changed, but I'd much rather you develop that strong relationship with Jesus in your youth, as opposed to when you're in your early adulthood, because then you can avoid the same mistakes I made. You will go further in life when you have that established relationship with Jesus. Wow, that got a little bit more raw than I, than I expected this whole, this whole podcast to get. But it's just the truth. And if I can help you be the best that you can be, that is, that is my goal. And the only way you can be all that you are called to be is to serve Jesus Christ. And you can start that journey, that adventure. Life is so much more fun with faith. It's so much more fun when there's no fear. And I want you to investing in yourself and the best way to invest in yourself and into others is by serving the Lord completely with all that you are. Because the greatest blessing comes when you are serving the Lord. And I want you to accept Jesus today. So repeat this prayer after me. Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I repent of my sin. I receive you as my Lord and Savior. And I submit to your will from this day forward. Thank you, Jesus, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Welcome to the family of God. If you would like more information about 
the Bible, about Bible school, or ways that you can grow in your faith. I absolutely love Revival Today. Evangelist Jonathan Shuttlesworth and Adola Shuttlesworth are the heads of that ministry. Just go to revivaltoday.com and you can gather so much information. They have incredible YouTube, Facebook, all these different channels and platforms. And if you go to their website, you will be able to find tons of resources. With that, everyone, I hope this has been a helpful and informative message for each and every one of you. Youth, young adults, parents, grandparents, please let me know your feedback down below this podcast wherever you are listening. Also, you can support this channel over on Cash App or PayPal. It's simply my name, Matea Murda. I greatly appreciate all your support. And until next time, God bless.